Hey there, beloved. Welcome to Radiant Stories. Each episode of this podcast, we hear from ladies of Calvary Hill Baptist Church and their testimonies of God's goodness and grace. Today on Radiant Stories, sitting in the co-host chair, I have Rebecca Arrington with me, your host, April Mozingo, and we're interviewing a lady who is a wife, mother, preschool teacher, avid Texas Rangers fan, who I've known for 22 years and Rebecca has known all of her life, Kimberly Hamilton. Hi. So Kimberly, tell us a little bit about your childhood, how you grew up, and about how your family was growing up. Um, I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. Um, We were at church from the day I was born, probably (laughs) as close as I could be at church, and we were there all the time. Every time the doors were open, we were there. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night visitation, Wednesday nights, anything they decided to have, we were there, and my parents were very active in that. My mom sang in the choir. My dad was the chairman of the deacons for most most of my life growing up, and um, we were there, like I said, all the time. Being from a very conservative Christian home, that meant that there was a lot of music we didn't listen to and a lot of TV shows and movies that we didn't watch just because they kept us very, they kept us sheltered from those things, which had its pros and its cons. I have one sister on the other side of the microphone there, (laughs) Rebecca, and she's two and a half years younger than I am. Um, We're very, very close. We've always been very close. We had our, our moments growing up, but we've always been very close. I was saved in the church, Calvary Hill Baptist Church. It's the only church I've been a member of. We lived like three minutes from there, and my parents still live there, and I lived there for 40 years, in the same bedroom for 40 years. So, Kimberly, you mentioned that you were saved when you were a child. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that experience. Um. When when I was a child at Calvary Hill, they had what they called Children's Church, which was very similar to Big Church. Um, we had music, and we had a message, and we had an invitation, like a go-forward invitation. Um, and so we, they would do that every week. And when I was nine years old, I felt the Lord tugging on my heart for several weeks, um, but I didn't go, and then... Finally, the week that I did go, I tried to get my friend to go with me, and she said that she was not going to go with me because she had already done that, so she said. So so she wasn't doing it again, so I was like, okay. So I went by myself, and I was saved there in the what is now the intercessor's class, in the back of the intercessor's classroom. Um, but I, I was not baptized at that time, and so that left kind of a hole. I guess I believe I was saved, but I did not fully walk in obedience there. You mentioned that you did not get baptized right after you got saved. Share with us a little bit more about that and your experience and feelings through that time before you got baptized and your new experience after following in obedience and baptism? Um, Like like I said, I got saved when I was nine years old, but I was not baptized until I was 27. 
So that was 18 years there of walking in disobedience. Um, I felt like I was walking in disobedience. It was, it was a big burden on me. I don't know why I waited long that long to get baptized. I was very shy and very introverted. So that probably played some part of it that not wanting to go down front in big church and not wanting to be in front of people for them to see me. Um, but it just, it weighed very heavy on my heart. Um, during the times when we'd have the Lord's supper and the pastor would say that she should be baptized to and saved and baptized to take the Lord's supper. I knew obviously that I was not baptized, so I would get up and leave the service that, you know, have to go to the restroom or, you know, if you have wrong against your brother in your heart, you should not have it. So I would just say, if someone asked me, I would say, you know, things aren't right between me and somebody else. And so I just don't feel like I should take it. So on and on and on that went. Um, it, it just, it weighed very heavy on me. Um, I would have dreams sometimes that I got baptized in the dream and it just felt like a weight had been lifted off and then I'd wake up and that, you know, obviously wasn't true. So I don't even remember why I decided to get baptized at the age of 27, but I did. And, um, when I was baptized, it was like a physical weight, like a veil was lifted off of, off of me, off of my eyes. Like I truly, I became a different, a different person, a different nature. Um, I, believe I was saved at the age of nine but I believe after walking in full obedience that God just opened so many more doors for me in my life and I gained a new self-confidence and um I just had I had more friends and more just more outgoingness like I said I was very shy and very introverted and it just all totally changed and God opened so many new amazing doors with that Okay, Kimberly, can you talk to us a little bit more about your personal growth and leadership role in life and in the church? Uh, yes. Um, after that um, baptismal moment, um, I felt like I should join more ministries, so I did and joined more ministries at the church, and I became a Sunday school teacher, which I still teach, the kindergarten class at Calvary Hill. Um, I stepped up in a new role in the ladies ministry and been more involved in that and planning things and being involved in the growth of my sisters in Christ. Um, could you kind of share with us about your waiting period and the desire, um, to get married and have a baby? Uh, yes. Um, in gaining new confidence and I started a new job during that time and brought new roles for myself for that more uh, leadership roles in that and but I still had a deep and I had more friends than I had ever had before in my life um but I still had a deep desire to be married and to have a child and I mean I felt that it was that God had put that desire there and I prayed over and over and over for it to go away if it wasn't God's plan for my life and it never went away and I could not get could not get, you know, I was satisfied in the life that I had, but I still wanted, I wanted that. I was truly happy with where I was and the things that I was doing, but I, I wanted more. Um, and like I said, God never, 
he never removed that desire even after praying about that over and over again. Um, but throughout growing up, I never had, never had a boyfriend, never had anything close to a boyfriend. There weren't very many opportunities at Calvary Hill for dating. Um, there were not any guys that were spiritual enough. That was not the right attitude to have, but that was, that was the case a lot of times, um, during that time in my life. Um, and there just weren't very many guys there available at my, my age anyway. So, um, and I was still not, you know, totally outgoing. So I took to the internet and did eHarmony and Christian Mingle for lots and lots of years, probably for 15 years, at least on and off. Um, just depending on, you know, what mood I was in and if I was seeking or not seeking, you know, things going on. Um, so, but in my late thirties, there was a friend of a friend that I truly felt that God had selected to be my husband. Um, we had never really a relationship, but a a good friendship for several years and it was on and off. And, but I still felt, I felt in my heart that that was who God had, that, you know, just the timing wasn't right and things weren't going my timing obviously and God's timing is different but they just it just never progressed and then in October of 2017 I was matched with a guy on eHarmony and he was a huge Ranger fan and loved Jesus which were the two top two things probably not in that order um on my list so I sent him a message and um if you don't keep up with baseball. Our team, the Texas Rangers, are usually pretty horrible. So during October is the playoffs, the baseball playoffs, and they're usually not in there. And of course, they were not in there in 2017. So I uh, sent him a question and asked him who he was rooting for since obviously he's not rooting for the Rangers. So that sparked a conversation. Um, but if you are not familiar with eHarmony, if you let your eHarmony account sag for a while they'll give you a coupon which that's what I had been using a coupon so virtually my eHarmony was was free um not very much at all but Dustin that was the man's name he um he did not he had a current account but he was not a member paying member yet so he had to pay lots of money (laughs) to answer my question and I guess he thought it was worth it so he did, um, and we talked on eHarmony for six days, so his big account only was needed for six days, <laughs> but um, through that, though, I'm still thinking in my head that I was supposed to marry this other guy, but God used, um, in my Bible studies in the morning, he used the story of the Hall of Faith um, in Hebrews 11 to reveal to my heart that really Dustin was the one that he had for me. Um, the In Hebrews 11, it's by faith, Abraham, by faith, David, by faith, by faith, by faith. They all believed in Jesus, and they believed in the coming Messiah, but they never saw the Messiah. The true Messiah didn't come until way after they were, they were dead, and um, so but they saw glimpses of the Messiah in their life. So 
God spoke to my heart and told me that the man that I thought I was supposed to marry was just was a glimpse of what God had for me, a glimpse of the true promise that he had for me and that Dustin was the true promise that he had for me. And um, so in October of 2018, we were married with an amazing baseball wedding and um, it was a lot of fun. But I still had a desire to have a child and Dustin did also. He didn't have any children either. And so we continued to pursue that and pray about that. And we felt that God had put that desire in our hearts. And in June of 2019, I was pregnant. But almost just as soon as I found out that I was pregnant, I lost that baby. And um, God used so many things in that in those few weeks after losing that baby just to speak to me and to show me that he was there and that he did know my heart and that he loved me. And um, so, but it was really a blessing to me to even be pregnant because by that time I was 41, going on 42. And so just to be able to, you know, that it was possible to be pregnant, that was very encouraging to me. And then in May of 2020, I found out I was pregnant again. And in December of 2020, we had a baby girl, Mackenzie Joy. And she is, she lives up to her middle name perfectly. She is so much joy and we are so blessed to have her. And um, God just moves so faithfully in his timing, not in ours. All right, well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Kim. I'm going to pray as we close our time together. Lord God, I thank you so much for Kim. I thank you for uh, the work you've done in her life. I thank you um, for encouraging her to be obedient and for blessing that obedience, Lord. Um, I thank you for saving her. I thank you uh, for all the, the steps along the way in her life, Lord, where you've shown shown her your glory. I thank you for bringing... Um, bringing Dustin into her life and just for the circumstances that you, you orchestrated that, um, and the evidence just of your, your faithfulness to us, Lord, and, and the promises you make to us, Lord, and how you, um, you just, you bring those about, you work all things together for our good and for your glory. And I just, uh, thank you for the glory that, that you display through, uh, Kim's life. Um, I pray that you would continue to bless her and, uh, just thank you for her willingness to share her story uh, and which is your story, Lord. And um, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. And in case you don't know it, subscribing, leaving positive reviews, and sharing on social media helps our stories to be shared with more people. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, as well as a fun little thing we do over on YouTube. So if you hang out at any of those places, please follow us there as well. And speaking from experience, it's very nerve-wracking to be in the hot seat here. And the weeks after your episode drops, you just kind of wonder, was it even worth it? Did anybody listen? So if any part of Kim's story encouraged you, please tell her. Or leave us a comment on any of our social media posts so that we can pass the message along to her. A little positive feedback goes a long way. 